Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This finale. Oh my God. It was weeks and weeks of it. And I'm just so annoyed. And yeah, I, I don't think it's terrible, but I'm moving it forward here because we have to talk about it because other people could not stop talking about it. Is there anything more heartbreaking than a beloved TV show building up to a much-anticipated final bow and then utterly blowing it? It happens more often than it should. In some cases, it's a big swing and a miss. In others, it's a lack of closure. And in some cases, a disastrous finale can harm the cultural cachet of a long-running series overall. Now, the Great Pop Culture Debate podcast looks back at some of the most notable televised blunders as we attempt to name the worst TV series finale of all time. You all thought I was the good guy, but at the last minute, I'm going to fuck my nephew and burn this whole goddamn city to the ground. Deal with it, Westeros. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please help me welcome my panel for this episode. She doesn't know who's dead, alive, or in purgatory, but no worries. The journey was the friends she made along the way. Now go walk through those glowing doors. It's Joelle Bodecker. We don't have to go back, Eric. We don't. And if Evangeline Lilly's acting is involved... I'd like to stay away. <laughs> Next, she left her only child with a serial killer and drove a boat into a hurricane. What could go wrong? It's Carissa Kloss. As the great American drag queen Tatiana once said, choices. <laughs> Indeed. I look forward to the miniseries that will attempt and fail to launder your legacy. Finally, he has told a story for 10 years about meeting his future partner, only to end up fucking another one of his best friends who had been part of the story all along. It's Kevin Dillon. What can I say, Eric? I just needed the green light from my kids to get some ass. Kevin's How I Met Your Daddy spinoff is now available on his OnlyFans. Now, if you're curious about how we ended up with this top 16, become a Patreon supporter of the podcast or check out the bonus preview of this episode on your podcast platform of choice, in which we go through the whole bracket up to this point. And don't forget, you can head to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the listener bracket for this episode so you can play along with us at home. And with that out of the way, everything's awful. So let's move on to these debates. First, it's a unanimous victory or is that lost, for ultimate number one seed Game of Thrones, which ascended the Iron Throne of bad series finales over four seed Seinfeld's provocative finish. And I do want to really stress here, we're talking about the worst series finale, so we're talking about which one is a poorer solution, right? So keep that in mind as you're listening to this episode. Next, another unanimous victory in a battle of the terrible vampire shows, as two seed True Blood sucks more than three seed The Vampire Diaries. Next, the panel is split between five seed House of Cards and one seed Pretty Little Liars. Joelle, why is House of Cards' finale a political disaster? Carissa, tell the truth about Pretty Little Liars' disappointing finale. Carissa, please go first. Yeah, Pretty Little Liars is one of those shows that I watched a bunch of seasons of until it got to almost the end, and I just finally said, I can't. I can't do it anymore. They can't keep dangling the solution and upping the ante and then pulling the rug out at the last second. It's like torture porn and I hate it. So uh, yeah, I was about a season behind, but I did watch the finale episode, which I had already heard about. Um, it was pretty well maligned across a lot of uh, the culture from the time. And uh, it did the thing that uh, that happens with a lot of shows that tease a mystery through the whole series, reveal it at the end. It's a very dissatisfying solution, especially in this case where it turns out the person is someone you never even knew existed until the very finale. I mean, it's almost like that it was all a dream, except it's the reverse. It's like, here's another character. And also, ha, huh, they're the reason all this happened. Bye. See ya. You know, it's just, um, it's just feels cheap and really unsatisfying for something that did have a lot of seasons of really tight who could this be how is this happening moments there's so many words that you just said that describe my dating life <laughs> cheap <laughs> who could this be how is this happening uh yeah that, that that's me it's my aesthetic uh joelle talk to us about house of cards 
Oh, House of Cards. Um, the first thing I, I want to point out is I pulled my lovely Joelle spreadsheet together. And one of the things that I did was the IMDb rating for each one of the series finales. And House of Cards <laughs> oh, amazing. has the lowest on this list at a 2.6. So that's oh. my first... <laughs> I need to interrupt here and make sure everybody knows, because I don't think people know this. Joelle comes to these goddamn debates with the fucking receipts. She has data for all of them, and I love it. So please, Joelle, feel free to pepper that information liberally throughout this episode. Go on. I I have viewership numbers. uh, I have episode titles, and I have IMDb ratings, and then I have random quotes from the internet. You're Um, so good. (laughs) uh, But yeah, so 2.6 rating. I never saw a number that low during all of the research I did for this show. Uh, The thing with the House of Cards finale is they just stopped trying. I think that's what we established in round one here. Um, The final season made very little sense. All the characters just changed who they were completely to make this story that doesn't make sense try to make sense and failed at that. And then the finale, uh, you know, I don't remember really what happens in most of it because it felt like any other episode of this dumb show. And then at the very end, we watch the president, the pregnant president, stab the guy that, you know, she has all the secrets and she can't let him live. Uh, it was nonsense. And we don't see anything after that. It was just, that's how it ended. This guy's dead. You know, we say nonsense, but this was in a pre-Trump world, I believe. And like, if you told me now that Trump had stabbed someone <laughs> in the oval, in the, in the oval. oval, I would believe. But the only thing that man stabbing in the oval is a hamburger. So there you go. Um, Kevin, where are you on this one? This is tough because this is a debate between a show I never watched and a show I gave up on. So oof. Um, I'm going to go with House of Cards based on that because I did watch it and there was potential for that finale to be much better. Yeah, um, I tend to go with House of Cards too. And that is weird because Pretty Little Liars is a one seed. And Can I, I, can I just reveal that yep, what yep. is revealed in Pretty Little yeah, Liars is us. that yeah, one of the characters has an identical evil twin who happens to be the one who did all these things as revenge for this thing that, that was like a misinterpreted situation even like years and years ago. An identical evil twin that no one knew existed existed that's the person for seven plus seasons was like tormenting this foursome and the girl marries her teacher like all the all the things happen and they're living their lives but anyway identical evil sister you know that might have swayed me because (laughs) i forgot i myself am an yeah, and, and, and an unknown identical evil twin uh, who yeah. murdered and replaced the actual Eric Resniak, and I am known for tormenting foursomes. So um, you may have swung me back me to too. Pretty Little Liars. Me too. Which, honestly, which is... <laughs> That's so, why it's a one seed. It's awful. Kevin, were you saying that you're also known for tormenting uh, foursomes, or you're in the same boat as switching your vote? Um, both can be true. <laughs> both both can be true. Um <laughs> oh yeah that's right because the one one girl uh, so i i guess i did dip in and out because my sister watched this show yeah one of the girls dates <laughs> her teacher right oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. yeah. episode Every one teacher. that happens episode yeah. one of that show yeah. oh that's yeah, right that it. oh god <laughs> but yeah. she doesn't know he's the teacher but then it never until stops. episode two and then it continues <laughs> on <laughs> okay i'm going with pretty little liars we're back to i'm switching back so it is a one seed, and that is important to, to note. Yeah. Um, the other thing we, we've kind of discussed in the, the first round is this particular poll got hundreds, like over 500 votes, and I do think it skewed very heavily toward, let's just say, the CW era of shows, even though this wasn't a CW show. I know it was an ABC family, I think. Is that what it was on? Freeform, yeah. Freeform, whatevs, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that being said... <laughs> We will go ahead and advance Pretty Little Liars into round three. Next, the panel is currently split. Speaking of, uh, two CW 2000 staples, two seed Gossip Girl and three seed The 100. Joelle, why does The 100 receive receive a failing grade? I will explain why nobody has hugs or kisses for the finale of Gossip Girl. Joelle, do you want to go first? I can certainly try. Um, 
The backstory for me on the 100 is I had never watched an episode of it before the pandemic. And then around May of the pandemic, I started it from episode one and I binged it across the next two months. Uh, that show is something. Uh, there's, it would not make sense if you don't binge it because like the words they use and the characters that keep dying and coming back to life and anything in between, you, you kind of have to binge it to make sense of it. So if any of you watch the finale without any context, I can understand why it didn't make sense, but as someone that watched it, it also didn't make sense. So, you know, we all have that <laughs> experience together. Um, all I remember, and I, I did rewatch it today and it still was baffling. It was a lot of like deep thought humanity conversations for the entire episode. Like, are you good enough to transcend whatever transcending is? Um, these aliens get to decide if you're going to, if you're going to be representative of humanity or not and all of humanity will die if this one person makes a mistake and of course she did um the show was not like that at all so this is like complete nonsense compared to the first 99 episodes by the way one fun fact this was the 100th episode of the 100 so that was cute <laughs> that's like a that's yeah. like a thumbs up for me on, on that one but that's all it gets uh no the show made no sense the the point of it made no sense People were just bad, so they get to live forever alone, not procreate, apparently. <laughs> that was the final scene. Yep. I, I don't know how to defend it. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's that sounds dreadful. Um, so let me talk to a little bit about Gossip Girl. Uh, I think the critical issue with the finale of Gossip Girl is, of course, the revolution, revelation of Gossip Girl and that it was Dan Humphreys all along. By the way, sidebar here. I challenge my fellow panelists, let's make a list of the number of recurring issues that these finales have because I actually think there's like a five point list of what could make a bad finale and I think we can identify them over the course of this. This goes to Carissa's Pretty Little Liars thing, too. A yep. revelation of a show-long mystery that makes absolutely no sense. Because Dan being Gossip Girl defies logic and, if is true, makes Dan look like a total sociopath who has put numerous people close to him, his sister, his now wife by the end of the show, through absolute hell in his bid for attention and social clout. It is, in a word, super gross. That said... Other parts of the finale are actually pretty satisfying in that Blair and Chuck finally get married. It is a marriage of convenience, but they are together nonetheless. Rufus ends up with actual Lisa Loeb Lisa herself, Loeb. which love that. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. And then also you get a little cameo by Kristen Bell, who has been the voice of Gossip Girl for the entire season, which I thought was adorable. Um, but I again, I think it is that central issue of we had a series long mystery. We had written ourselves into a corner. We kind of did what we could to get out of it. Oops, we fucked. So, um, Carissa, where are you on this one? Uh, Gossip Girl's a higher seed. I'm going to go with the 100 here because I never watched Gossip Girl. I did watch the finale. Um, and I did watch the first few seasons of the 100. And then it got real weird for me. And I dipped out. But I did Not watch the finale. And <laughs> holy jeez. Like, it is bananas and yeah. so yeah i'm with the 100 here because as much as gossip girl rewrites history 100 like <laughs> rewrites rules and lore and uh everything about the planet i will say technically gossip girl falls into the um science fiction category because there's no way physically dan humphrey <laughs> could have been gossip girl right. i believe so right. Right. It. like he would have had to like be flying across the bridge or whatever yeah <laughs> Yep, agreed. Kevin, where are you on this one? Don't worry, Eric. It's okay. His sister gave him permission to talk all that shit about her. Don't worry about it. Um. Oh, my God. The Gossip Girl ending is one of the most maddening endings um, for a show that actually consistently was not, like, was very, I think, very steady throughout its run. Yeah. It had its peaks yeah. and valleys, but, like, yep. was always what it was. And then you do that in the finale? Nope. Gossip Girl. Blair Waldorf supremacy. Um, okay. I think that's two for Gossip Girl and two for the 100. Gossip Girl is the higher seed. And so mm -hmm. therefore Gossip Girl would move into round three. Next, it's another unanimous victory for one seed, How I Met Your Mother, which pushed out the awful retcon ending of five seed Roseanne. But we need to talk about Roseanne, right? So in our checklist, we're all keeping a checklist. We have series long mysteries that make absolutely no sense. Let's put on completely changing the rules of a show 
show. Uh, uh, right. I think that's another mm-hmm. entry we can have on there. Let's now bring the retcon ending where they rewrite history, which was what happened to the original 1990s Roseanne. For those who do not know, uh, the last, I think, two seasons of Roseanne, or was it one? I can't remember how many. It was two? Yeah. I think it was just one. Um, Okay, just one. So the previous season ends with the long-suffering Connor family in uh, in somewhere in Illinois, Lanford, Illinois, Mm -hmm. yes, Um, winning the lotto. And then all of their dreams come true. And so for the next season, it's super weird because they have all this money and they can do whatever they want. And Roseanne's just super odd. Everybody's behaving weirdly, right? You get to the finale. And I think it's not to like the last five minutes of the finale. If that, it's a voiceover from Roseanne who has revealed that actually the whole last season was a dream. Dan had a heart attack and died. She basically wrote all of this as her own fan fiction to get herself through it. And there were many other like horrible tragedy things. Like Mark was actually with Darlene, I think, which makes no fucking sense. It's just so, and it's all in a voiceover as like this little like asterisk at the end. It she's is in the, the basement. Yes. She's in the basement writing on her little typewriter or whatever in the basement. That was the part I remember the visual yes. of that. It was just such a weird decision for a show that was hyper real in a lot of ways and spoke to a section of America that I don't think had really seen itself seen on TV in the way that Roseanne did for most of its career. And I think it that and then what happened after with Roseanne herself, which is a tragedy, let me just say that, has crippled what otherwise was up to that point considered to be a gold standard sitcom. Does anybody else have anything else they want to say about that? Kevin? The lunacy of the finale kind of speaks to the QAnon-ness that became Roseanne, just just being honest. And like, it just speaks to her loss of grasp on what made her show special. And it's just genuinely unfortunate. Like it was one of the preeminent 80s, 90s sitcoms. And it, it was just yep. such a, a whiff of an ending. I was trying to think of shows that, were sitcoms that failed their endings. And I honestly, Roseanne, outside of another show, which we'll talk about that we haven't yet, whiffed that finale more spectacularly than any other sitcom I've ever seen. And it really did hurt the legacy of the show and her. Carissa, anything else to add or? Nope. And I think think it made it exactly where it should. Yeah. Um, The only other thing I would say is that they even hated that finale so much that they retconned their finale you know, yep. t- 15 years later. Yep. And then that show took a nosedive. And now it's the Connors. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't the show that took a nosedive. Again, it was yes. Roseanne herself. That she ruined them. everything. Yeah, She ruined everything. So uh, we are the architects of our own misfortune. I say it all the time. <laughs> so that being said, we are going to go ahead and move uh, How I Met Your Mother. Is that what yes. we see? Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Into the next round. <laughs> next, the panel is evenly split between two very different shows about two lead women, Three Seed Killing Eve and Two Seed Gilmore Girls. Kevin, take a stab at taking out Killing Eve's competition. Joelle, why does the swan song for the residents of Stars Hollow leave you feeling, well, hollow? Kevin, please go first. Oh, Killing Eve, you had so much potential. Um, where do How do I love the, how do I count the ways? Like this show was, season one of Killing Eve is one of the best first seasons of a show. You had Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, as the head writer. Um, you have Sandra Oh in this role that's um, really spectacular and showing the range of her talent. And then you have new actress Jodie Comer, um, playing this sociopathic villain named Villanelle, um, who is, is essentially created this cat and mouse game with Sandra O's character. And I think um, you had a great cast, a great ensemble. I personally saw the thread start to fall apart in season two when Phoebe Waller-Bridge left. Um, but you still had two terrific actresses at the lead, Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer, helming great material, great work. And there was not only this cat and mouse, but this will they, won't they, you know, in the, in their uh, relationship. Because there is, um, again, it's kind of like Hannibal Lecter and Clary Starling. There is this odd, because there is oddly some romantic chemistry between those two in the Silence of the Lambs movie movie but there's also that here and you build out this like seasons long arc um where the two don't 
ultimately kiss until uh, the series finale. And then, um, sorry, spoiler alert, you kill, you kill Villanelle um, in this almost anti, and not even almost in this anticlimactic way. It just doesn't work. It is also doing what a lot of shows on this list didn't necessarily do in their series finale, but it's the kill the queer character trope. Mm. And it really, Killing Eve had a huge queer fan base, huge, 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 huge queer fan base. And there was a celebration of this relationship throughout the many seasons the show was on, mm. but to ultimately kill uh, Jodie Comer's character in the series finale is such a middle finger to fans, to good writing, just brought like, it's not even like you can't kill queer characters because I don't want to say that that's true. That has, that can be part of writing. It can be part of storytelling, but to do it in this violent and evil way that makes no sense for good writing, it's just unexcusable. All right. So I'm going to pass this over to Joelle to talk about Gilmore Girls. And Joelle, I don't think we've actually talked about Gilmore Girls on the show. You love this show. Am I <laughs> am I correct about that? Uh, there was a period of time when that when the new series came out that I considered myself the renowned expert of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I think I've forgotten a little bit of what I knew. But um, yes, I am a Gilmore Girls aficionado for sure. Um, so I know a lot of the history of the show. And one of the things that... Uh, um, that happened in season seven was the Paladinos left the show. There was contract issues, the CW versus WB shit that happened. Um, I forget exactly whose fault was whose, but they left the show. And I'm pretty sure from what I understand, she burned it to the ground before she left. So the way she ended season six was here, have fun with this. Uh, they, you know, they brought in uh, Christopher, the, the father, uh, and not in a way anyone wanted to see him come back. Um, and they, and then, yeah. And then the writers took over for season seven and had to undo that mess and then figure out how to wrap it up. Cause they weren't continuing it past that season. So they had a, a fool's errand ahead of them. Um, they, they tried, but they weren't the Paladinos. So the entire season felt like you were reading, like, I don't know, the chat GPT version of Gilmore girls. <laughs> it was very just, it was just cheaply written. That's the only word I can come up with. Um, Paladinos are known for like, excessive dialogue and like 80 page scripts and things like that. And these just didn't feel as densely packed with, you know, references and jokes and quippy humor. Um, so anyway, you get to the final episode and at this point you're just like, all right, just kill the show, please. Um, and they, they just have the most basic ending. There was nothing like creative about it. It was just, oh, she graduates and she gets a job following Obama. That was my favorite thing. I was like, <laughs> really? Um, it, it was just, it felt weirdly unnecessarily simple. And everyone just had a better relationship at the end. Like the whole crux of the show is this really stunted relationship between Lorelai and Emily. And at the end, it's just like, hey, come over for dinner. Sure. Like nothing changes. No, there's no awkwardness. It should, it, the animosity should have stayed. That was my kind of opinion on that. Thanks, Obama. Uh, Carissa, <laughs> where are you on this one? Uh, I, As much as I get that it's like a basic and annoying finale for Gilmore Girls. I think something else to add to the rubric of five things is killing off one of the main characters at the very end of the finale with no time to mourn, explain, like take a second to maybe acknowledge this thing that just happened. Um, so that's why Killing Eve gets my vote here. Okay, so we have two for Killing Eve, one for Gilmore Girls. If I voted for Gilmore Girls, it would advance because it is a two seed. But Correct. based on the what's been put forward for me, I actually am going to give it to Killing Eve because I do think the sins are greater based on what we've talked about. Um, it sounds, again, we've a little bit talked about this with uh, House of Cards in the first part. Um, House of Cards got completely screwed by behind the scenes stuff going into its final season. The final season might have sucked by itself. We don't know. <laughs> but um, I think the same thing happened to Gilmore Girls too, right? It was a show that was basically sabotaged by off-screen stuff, which ultimately then reflected in, an, in a 
piss poor final season. Killing Eve was at a very high level until all of a sudden, boop, it wasn't. And so for that reason, I'm going to give it to Killing Eve, which will move into round three. Next, speaking of serial killers, it's another unanimous victory for one seed Dexter, which did in fact get away with murder. A five seed had to get away with murder. But Joelle, you wanted to plead your case on why how to get away with murder's finale is so poor. So I understand why Dexter is moving forward. I'm not going to deny its uh, problems, and we'll get into that. Um, how I met, how I met, nope, how I met your murderer. Here we are. Again. <laughs> <laughs> how to get away with murder uh, is a show I forgot about for years. I forgot to finish it. I never got past season two. But the very end, I wa- so I watched it recently. The very end, that last episode was really comically funny. And we were talking about this before we started recording earlier. Like, how when is a show so bad that it actually becomes good again and I actually think that's where we're up against it how to get away with murder it was so poor one of my favorite moments was uh, uh, Wes who actually died much earlier yes. uh, season earlier like season two I think uh, no, no it was like four or five it was later yeah um, okay. but yeah they, they kill off Wes and then he starts appearing in this final season and you're like why is he why is he showing up is he like a like a specter what's happening no 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 he's his son <laughs> Because they did a time jump at the very end because there's another trope, the time jump. Uh, yep. And and there's the same actor that played Wes walking in, playing his son with an accent. And oh, that accent. <laughs> <laughs> it was comical. It was so bad it was comical, but honestly, funnier than Dexter. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about how to get away with murder is it was always a ridiculous show like each season is your i mean it starts off pretty absurd and then it gets more and more absurd as as kevin said in the previous episode like how is she still practicing law how is she still a law professor every person murdered somebody by the end of that series every person yeah yeah it's just completely ridiculous whereas dexter had a lot of really good i mean it's also ridiculous when you look at his his body count but there's some good stuff in dexter and how to get away with murder was kind of always ridiculous but this was absurd it was absurdity that being said dexter is the the stench from dexter uh lives on to this day and so it will advance into the next round and finally in round two one more unanimous decision as the panel continues to be baffled by what the hell was going on at the end of two seed lost and we just did not care for the tale being told by three seed once upon a time and that is it for round two we're going to take a quick break to come up with a totally nonsensical plot twist that will infuriate our longtime listeners we'll be right back after these messages Hey listeners, it's Bob from the Great Pop Culture Debate. We hope you're enjoying this episode and that you're yelling back at your speakers telling us how wrong we are. Did you know that there's a much better way to tell us how you feel? Come kiki with our panelists on Discord. Our patrons at the $10 level get access to our exclusive Discord server, where you can share your thoughts about our decisions or or just gab with our group about everything pop culture. It's like participating in your own episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked. We have something for everyone to talk about, including reality TV, comics, news, nostalgia, and so much more. So if you love Spirited Debate and fabulous people, become a Patreon supporter today and join in on the conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back for round three of our worst TV series finale debate. Before we get into the Elite Eight, I want our panelists to share their social media and what else they're working on so that we can reach out to you when we launch our ill-conceived reboot in a few years. Joelle, uh, what's your socials and what are you working on? Um, My socials are pretty much dead these days, but I still am working on that PocketPod podcast with my friends. And we are talking about basically all things Nintendo at this point, not just Animal Crossing. Love it. And the socials are the PocketPod everywhere. Excellent. Thank you very much. Carissa, what are your socials and what are you working on? 
you can find me if you want to uh, at Carissa Kloss, all one word, on all platforms. And uh, I think I'm doing a lot of podcast research. Might be reading some Babysitter's Club books. Oh, how scandalous. Yes. Uh, we're keeping Carissa very busy right now. We're keeping everybody very busy. <laughs> They're looking at me like this motherfucker over here. Um, thank you, Carissa. And Kevin, where can people find you? And what are you working on? Um, you can find me on X, no, sorry, Twitter <laughs> at ET Kevin's Mind. Um, and then I'm on a bunch of them. I have a blue sky code, I have a, all that shit. If you want to find me, you can find me there. I don't really use it. Um, I'm still a pretty active Twitter person. Um, and what am I working on? Um, trying to be a sane human being. How about that? <laughs> Listen, in the 2020s, it's a full-time job. Uh, so uh, before, first of all, you can find me at Eric Resniak on Twitter and Instagram, or just message the at great pop culture debate account on Insta at GPCD on Mastodon or at culture underscore debate on Twitter. We are still over there. We'd love to get off of it. Uh, but what are you going to do um, before we go on? I do want to point out if you're sitting here listening, you, you care about TV finales and you're like, why are you talking about the bad ones? We have already done an episode devoted to the best TV finales. I think several of the people on this episode were actually on that episode yes. and hilariously more than one of the episodes on the worst tv finale bracket is also discussed in the best tv finale bracket so as you can see it's a lot of complicated feelings about these things but you should go ahead and check that out on our website greatpopculturedebate.com or it's wherever you find your podcasts now let's move into round three before someone asks me to explain what the smoke monster was or why those statues had four toes so first up ultimate number one seed game of thrones versus two seed true blood we're gonna go around the horn here in this hbo smackdown joelle where are you on this one uh i am with true blood um game of thrones didn't offend me nearly enough i thought the whole season was very even keeled in that final episode was just wrapping it up so it didn't didn't bother me the way i think a lot of people that actually were fans of that show were bothered um but with true blood that final episode was just made no sense from the like from just the storyline of that show. Suddenly everyone is just getting married for no reason that the patriarchy is alive and well with bill. Uh, then I don't know. It's just all the things that happened, the beats didn't make sense to me. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, Sookie had to uh, actually take bill to the graveyard. Why? Bill decided that she should have babies and get married and live a proper life. So first kill me, use up all of your, all of your skills, all of your fairy, fairy dust or power. whatever. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, and then you can become a normal person, but you have to kill me to do it somehow. I, logic thrown out the window for this finale. I could not stand what I was watching. Nothing made sense. Yeah. Like it's okay. Well, you want to, you want to die. That's fine. You can take care of that yourself. You do not have to force your long-suffering girlfriend to give up the elements of her that makes herself special. Understanding yeah. that he believed that Sookie wanted that, right? He but told he's her taking what she away wanted. her agency. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's um it's pretty fucking gross. Yeah. All right. So that's a vote for True Blood. Carissa, where are you on this one? I mean, I honestly don't hate either of these. Uh, but I don't I hate the True Blood one less because the Game of Thrones one annoyed me to no end when it happened because my coworkers would not stop bitching about it every fucking day, like all the way through the final season. But this finale, oh my god, it was weeks and weeks of it, and I'm just so annoyed. And yeah, I I don't think it's terrible, but I'm moving it forward here because we have to talk about it because other people could not stop talking about it. It's very true. Kevin, uh, between True Blood and Game of Thrones, which one is worse? I'm going to also give it to True Blood, and I'm going to name that this is the problem. If you, The other thread that we've talked about is, like, ultimately, like, these are all, like, cult fan base shows and build to, like, high expectations of a finale. And, boy, do I want to stick, stick it to probably a huge cross-section of Game of Thrones fans and Snyder bros. So, come at me. I hate you more. Um, and I, um, I would 
welcome like another True Blood telling, and I could see them doing that. I've heard rumblings that that might happen, but yeah, I'm less offended by the True Blood or uh, the True Blood uh, finale. Are you less offended by the True Blood finale or less offended by the game? Oh, of sorry, finale? sorry. Oh God, this is so so confusing. It's confusing, <laughs> and like we've never done a worst before. Oh, so goodness. which one is worse, True Blood or, or Game of Thrones? Um, I'm gonna say that I think true blood is worse okay yeah so um i i agree with everything that's been said thus far and no you're good i think one of the things that i'm I'm gonna pick up on is um kevin and carissa's threads number one chris says everybody was talking about how much they hate this and of the 550 plus people who took the poll for this episode more than 50 percent of them voted for game of thrones the fact that everybody hates the Game of Thrones finale has almost become its own mythology at this point. And I do think at a certain point, we do this a lot in pop culture, we make something into this huge thing and then we gleefully tear it apart. And that's what I think happened with Game of Thrones. Now, do not get me wrong. The last season is incredibly rushed. It is broken because of how rushed it is. The pacing is, at the end of the day, what cripples that show from my kind of long-term experience. But we're looking strictly at that last episode I think it's actually pretty successful. There there are um, storylines that end almost comedically perfunctorily. Cersei and Jamie just getting boop crushed by a rock is so just, it, it's really dumb. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, it's stupid. But the broad strokes of it, I think, are actually very true to the show and the characters. And people lose their minds over Daenerys going nuts and blowing up King's Landing. And I'm sorry, if you have been watching that show from the beginning, Daenerys has gone nuts multiple times and has killed many, many people because she's pissed off. It wasn't out of character. It was actually very much in character for her. I think John and Daenerys are ultimately the two protagonists of this show at the end of the day. They both get endings that make sense for those characters. And I think if we're talking about Bran ending up on the... the Iron Throne, if the whole point was it was the end of a patriarchal line, how better to reset it into a, a semi-democracy than having a person on the throne who cannot reproduce. It actually all makes sense. I agree with Kevin's point that a big part of the problem with this is everybody had their own individual conspiracy theories and they thought they were so smart and they expected oh. this, that, and the other thing to happen. And when it didn't, they felt as though they had been robbed. And that is ridiculous fan entitlement that was never happening before the internet. It wasn't. Come at me. Tell me. You like was that happening at Twin Peaks? I don't think so. Not to the not to the extent that it is now. And people have got to get over themselves. This is my soapbox moment for for all those people who are sitting there crying about how terrible the Game of Thrones uh, finale is. I'm casting reflect. Look at yourself. Look at your choices. <laughs> you are the reason. You're projecting. Who your is own that girl I see? <laughs> it's not Daenerys. She's out burning down the fucking town. Um, no, I, I really do think like look at yourself and figure out why you're so disappointed. Let the people tell the story they want to tell. That's my my soapbox. So I think we have Carissa's for True Blood. Yes, and the rest of us are for. Uh, no wait, Carissa is. Sorry, for I'm I guess. <laughs> The other three of us are for True Blood or worse, which means yes. True Blood advances. It's an ultimate number one seed, but I think the people who voted that way were wrong, and I'm standing by it. Come at me. Next, one seed Pretty Little Liars versus two seed Gossip Girl. It's a CW slash freeform uh, mysterious character, just delightfully screwing up people's lives. Uh, I'm going to start with Kevin. Where are you? Oh, Gossip Girl is the worst worst finale of these two um i was never a, i'll be honest i didn't watch pretty little liars so i don't have as much stake in that game but i i know that the i know and it's interesting that pretty little liars is the one seed here though but i i know more people who are way more pissed off by the gossip girl finale because that dan humphreys reveal is fucking terrible <laughs> i like your little set of music there carissa where are you yeah, but so I'm the opposite. Uh, I'm with Pretty Little Liars here. I didn't watch Gossip Girl, but at least the reveal is a character that existed in the series before the finale, um, which is not the case with Pretty Little Liars. It's a whoop, welcome to this. And also now you're gone. Um, yeah, I'm with Pretty Little Liars here. Joelle. I think what I'm seeing here is the difference between 
was the whole episode bad or just the reveal bad? And I think with Pretty Little Liars, the entire episode was terrible and weird. And Gossip Girl, we liked a lot of it, right? Like the whole Lisa Loeb of it all. I'm never going to be mad at Lisa Loeb's on TV. Uh, So frankly, the Dan Humphrey reveal is irrelevant because Lisa Loeb. So I'm going with Pretty Little Liars. Lisa Loeb trumps Dan Humphrey's reveal. I like this. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you're working on a, a, a series finale that you know is going to be terrible, find a way to bring Lisa Loeb in. And you're going to be, yeah. all sins are forgiven. All of them. <laughs> um, I am with Carissa's logic that you cannot fucking have a character that nobody, like, just from good mystery writing, you don't just have a total magical invented character at 1259. Is it 1259 a thing? I don't know. 11.59? That's the one. I didn't go to school for math. 11.59 on the clock. Come in and being like, boop, gotcha. Like, it's just, it's it's bad writing. It's bad mystery work. And it's it's, it's a cop out. Um, the Dan thing makes no sense. It's It was bad. But the Pretty Little Liars of it all, I'm giving it to them. So Pretty Little Liars will advance to round three. Next, in a fairly shocking development, it is a unanimous decision in round three, this time for one seed, How I Met Your Mother, which dismissed three seed Killing Eve. Joelle wanted to get her licks in on Eve before she went away. And I'm going to open up the pinata smashing of Himium with Kevin. Joelle, talk about Killing Eve first. I like hearing Himium as a word. That's delightful. <laughs> that's how um, I always see it in my head. <laughs> that's the same, but I've never heard anyone say it out loud. <laughs> um, the only thing, I have two notes on Killing Eve, and I, we can move on, but... Um, the uh, the episode title should have been called Kissing Eve. What a really missed opportunity. Um, also, no one ever killed Eve, so that's a bummer. And then it ended with a scream of anguish that will live in my head forever. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. The show was weird. It ended weird. But, like, I don't know. That episode was sort of sort of a – it ended in a, in a whiff, I guess is what we've been saying. So. But do you still believe that How I Met Your Mother is worse? I absolutely do. Um, that's that's a that's a long-standing you wasted our time situation. Whereas Killing Eve, uh, it wasn't long enough to have wasted my time. And with that, Kevin, talk to us about how How I Met Your Mother sucked ass. Listen, kids, sit around while I waste nine years of your life telling you about how I want to fuck my best friend who I told you I wasn't going to get married to. Oh. The reason that shows like this end up failing is because they do things like the, well, the office actually ended up having a good series finale, but they do these things where the cast and the cast become producers on the show. So not only are they making actor money, but they're making producer money now. So they get to double up their paychecks and take in more in residuals and on the back end for a show in syndication. So that's why this show lasted longer than it should have. And then when you give me no plot details, essentially, on uh, on Ted Mosby meeting the mother, Christina Miliotti, who's a great actress. I, I'm rambling on this, but the whole point of the show was basically Ted Mosby talking about how he was supposedly met the mother of his kids, and that was the premise of the show. And you get to this ending which joelle said is a whiff where like the real ending is about how robin or how ted fall is is wants to go sleep with robin and he wasn't telling a story about how he met the the mother of his kids he was rationalizing his past love for a character that was been on the show for the whole season nine seasons it's a very odd way to end uh, what is meant to be a rom-com sitcom it's actually a very dark thing to do, but I'm going to stop the pinata early. And we've got, a, I know we've got many more wax to take at this show. So. Absolutely. Carissa, <laughs> you are for uh, Himium continuing to round th- four. Yes. And partly just because I want to keep hearing you say that. Himium. 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 And then finally in round three, the majority of the panel continues to want to sail away and forget that one seed Dexter ever happened. But Carissa remains perplexed at all the time we wasted watching two seed lost. Uh, Is that correct, Carissa? Is it it's lost versus Dexter? Are you going to go with lost here? Yes, I am. And I'm surprised I'm the only one. You're not. 
Okay. Oh, she's not. Okay, so let's go. Thank so, God. Carissa, why don't you first talk about Lost here? Well, this is part of the uh, the tropes that we were talking about. And, you know, there was so much fan speculation about Lost for so long. And it was such an interesting show in the early days. Like, people were so into it and trying to figure out what are the numbers. And, you know, I mean, the opening of season two and then you find out what's under the hatch. And, you know, there's so many mysteries all the way through that are just spun in so many ways. And then, you know, uh, uh, surprise, turns out maybe it was just purgatory all along your plane crashed and you're you know it's like it's it's basically the lazy this was all a dream uh ending of something that um that was so good at teasing out mysteries and would reveal things but also introduce new things at the same time so you never felt fully satisfied but you were constantly also being satisfied you were getting the answers and then this is just like a I don't know. It's just lazy and it undoes so much work to be like, ah, well, it never happened. Um, kind of like the new, I also, I hated the new heart finale. So <laughs> that's, that's me. Like, I just don't like this as a trope and I uh, really hated it here. I think the extra layer of frustrating on the lost family is the showrunners had sworn up and down fairly early in the show's run seasons two or three no 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 they're not all dead it's not purgatory that's not it and like it's basically they're all dead in, pur in purgatory that i mean it is more complicated than well, that don't believe white and... men in hollywood uh, what, what can amen i tell you that. i'm sorry i don't know i i don't amen <laughs> yeah um so joelle are you with dexter or with you with are you with lost I, i'm with lost i have um i have a lot of thoughts in addition to what chris has said but i don't know if i need to drop those in should i go with it or I will say this, Kevin. Are you going to vote for Dexter or Lost? I'm voting for Dexter. I don't. I don't. I'm I like the Lost finale. Well, let me. I'm also voting let me for put Dexter, my so thoughts out there. <laughs> let's do it, Joel. All right. Um, so, on, yeah, on top of everything, Krista has said um, the thing that the show never quite delivered on was the answers. So, like, yes, they were answering things along the way, but there were mysteries upon mysteries upon mysteries, and we were all invested. We spent all this time, like literally water cooler TV. This is, this is like the one show I remember talking about with my coworkers in my twenties. It was like the thing. And then you get to this final season and you get to this ending and it turns out nothing mattered. Not a single thing yeah. I spent time talking about and worrying about on the show and, and thinking, Oh my God, that what about this? What does the fucking smoke mean? What about the bear and the four toes? Eric, you mentioned the four toes. Uh, all there's so much stuff that was just never, ever, ever, ever explained. And then, yeah, it turns out nothing matters. Did it even happen? It was frustrating. I remember like screaming at the TV that day, <laughs> like Dexter. I remember watching and going, well, that sucked, but it was like more of a stinker lost was infuriating <laughs> yeah and i can see that here's where i'm coming down on this um i agree that the showrunners totally punted on all the mysteries that were arguably what made the show so popular right <laughs> kind of like um house of dragons game of thrones people got really invested in their own conspiracy theories and i'm gonna figure it out and look at how smart i am right and the show absolutely encouraged that they did it, 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 they published it books like they were doing yeah. all sorts of stuff it was a perpetual site, uh, what a perpetual motion machine, and it, it all contributed to it. But they also, I think, it is satisfying the finale in the emotional arcs for many of the characters. They and that's what the showrunners character uh, cared about. And this is one of the things we can put on our checklist of bad finales. There is a um, disconnect between what the showrunners care about and what the fandom cares about. And that happens in multiple different situations here. And the showrunners of Dexter never cared about the mysteries. They were always just there to keep people hooked. But they were talking about ultimately connection and how important and how essential human connection is. That's what Lost is about. Whereas with Dexter... That finale is a complete abandonment of everything to do with that show. I mean, this is a really smart man who has evaded capture after murdering, I don't even know how many people. He's got to be in the three digits with his murders. He's got to be. And he's avoided capture for a decade, basically. And now he's doing something 
that fucking stupid? I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just comes out of nowhere. And it was just like, someone's like, yeah, we, we, uh, we got to wrap this up. In, um, yeah. And there's a tornado. <laughs> Have fun. Let's just uh, go to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see some plaid. We want to see some plaid before the end of the show. Yeah. And a beard. And a beard. And a beard. <laughs> they were at the grocery store. They were in the paper towel aisle. They saw Brawny and they're like, Marika, I got it. Like, inspiration. Yeah. It's just, it's so stupid. And so um, while the, the Lost absolutely fails on all all of the lore stuff, it is successful in the emotional. Like, I teared up at the Lost finale, yep. and I'm dead inside. Um, and the only thing I felt with the Dexter finale was like, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm still with Dexter. You're still with Dexter, Kevin? Yep. Okay. Um, Carissa and Joelle, it's ultimately a tie vote right now. Dexter is the one seed, so it would move forward, uh, meaning Lost will get bounced. In my opinion, Lost should have been a one seed. It should have been in the final four over either Gossip Girl or Pretty Little Liars. That's How Pretty opinion. Little Liars became a one seed, I'm a little bit baffled by, but yes. <laughs> People hated it. The girls I, I are going but this <laughs> Dexter Lost, th- this is my this is my battle royale of the whole bracket. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a final two. Carissa, do you have any final thoughts if we are moving Dexter forward? No, because I also really hated Dexter. Uh, <laughs> right. But it's I think really what bad. Lost... Lost, lost, like rewrites. It wins it for me because it rewrites stuff versus going off on a tangent, which is what happens with Dexter. Yeah, so. change the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that, man. It, it's we had an understanding. We had an understanding. So, with that being said, we are going to move Dexter into the final four. With that, we are at the end of this round. We're going to take a quick break and figure out how to completely ignore the main premise of our show as we enter the home stretch. We'll be right back after these messages. And we are back with the final four of our worst TV series finale debate. At this point in the show, I always like to take a step back and see if the final four ended up where I thought it was. As previously mentioned, I don't really think Pretty Little Liars deserves to be here. I think we are talking about modern, terrible finales. Not having lost here is a big missed opportunity, Um, but it is what it is. I think the others all make sense. I do think Game of Thrones is going to be polarizing not being on here, but I think we made compelling arguments for why... It's actually not that bad. Calm down, Mary. Um, okay, so let's get into it. True Blood, a two seed versus Pretty Little Liars, a one seed. I'm going to start with Joelle. Where are you on this one? I'm still with True Blood. I think the finale of True Blood actually offended me and the time I spent on that show. So I'm sticking with True Blood. All right, Carissa? I'm with Pretty Little Liars, the the, the identical twin that no one knew existed. I, I just can't get over it. Kevin? I did not watch one of these shows, and I did watch one of these shows. And so I'm voting for True Blood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chris, you've done a really great job getting Pretty Little Liars up to this point, and I do agree that the last minute, like, oh, there was a secret evil twin all along is some bullshit. Um, But True Blood did the ultimate offense to me, which was it was boring. (laughs) We used to all get together to watch True Blood on Sunday nights, and we would howl. There are some hilarious filthy moments on that show and the finale gave us none of that it was dull it was dreary it was sad male pain and like again what the showrunners want versus what the viewers want the viewers wanted none of that from true blood we wanted asses and we wanted titties and we wanted fangs and we wanted blood and i'm sorry instead we got a wedding (laughs) A really boring, sad five-person wedding. It was so terrible. In a living room. I mean, that decor alone, that overstuffed couch. They didn't get the framing right. Like, like, you know, they were half off screen. The whole thing was poorly last minute done. You could just tell they threw that scene together. It's ridiculous. How dreadful is what I have to say. So for that reason, I'm okay moving it to the final two. Next, it's How I Met Your Mother versus Dexter. Two one seeds. Uh, Carissa, where are you on this one? Uh, I did not watch Him Him. Uh, I did watch Dexter all the way to the very end. And uh, so I'm with Dexter. The best thing about that finale is that uh, white to pink dip dye dress that she wears. Like everything else is trash. Uh, Kevin, where are you? Um, I would love to hear Joelle beat the pinata further. So I'm just <laughs> going to quickly say Him Him for me because, oh boy, 
let the beating begin. begin. Joelle. Um, so, Him Yim, uh, this is the moment where I'm going to tell my brother to start listening because he and I have had this debate for how, when did that show air? Uh, a decade now almost. Yeah. Um, he loved the finale of Him Yim and I did not. Um, I was angry that Robin became a different person at the end of that show. She became this sad, lonely woman that didn't know how to relate to her friends anymore. And that made no sense to me whatsoever. They were just like, oh, she can't have babies. So now she's sad. I don't like that writing. I think that that is unfair to a really cool, wonderful Robin Sparkles of a character. Um, Also, they regressed Barney. He spent an entire eight, nine years growing, evolving, becoming a better person. And then he just went back to his ways because his relationship with Robin didn't work out. So forget about the whole fuck it all with killing off the mother, which by the way, fuck that. Um, they, they, they ruined some of the best characters from the show. Um, uh, uh, Marshall and Lily were like barely even in it. They were just little like side Rosencrantz and Guildenstern over there, not doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then the actual thing, the actual thing that, you know, is the big debate killing off the mother that quickly we finally see them get together. The cute umbrella scene, finally, it's finally there. Within seconds, she's dead. Within seconds. If you watch like the pacing from seeing them together to her in that hospital bed, I don't think a full minute even goes by. And that's crazy that we never really see this lead up to this relationship. We never really see it come together. They just immediately kill her off. And then, oh, by the way, it was about Robin all along. No, you just spent an entire season convincing me that Robin and Barney were meant for, to be. The whole thing just led up to lies and whatever. And on top of everything else, they actually made an alternate ending because even they thought, uh-oh, the fans are really pissed. Hey, let's try this one. And people love the alternate ending because it actually makes sense. Ending? Oh, yeah, where they don't kill it? the mother. Oh, they actually released wow. it. It's on the DVD and you can probably find it on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, they just, they end it with like, and that's how I met your mother. And they just show a happy ending. Yeah. The fact, frankly, Carissa, the fact that they knew it was going to be such a turkey of an ending that they filmed another ending, but then didn't use it to me is like, you are an incompetent buffoon. Yep. That's what they, like, that's real. And- and they're good at this, though. Like, they're good at, like, telling these stories and threading it throughout nine seasons and the throwbacks and the the slap, the, literally slaps giving came back in the final episode. Like, all of these things that, that like, like major whatever, there were so many different things in that show that I used to find so enjoyable. And in that finale, I, it all made me angry because they just, they threw it all away. But they're better than this, and that's what bothered me. Yeah. You brought up another <sighs> quick, a good point that I wanted to raise quick is the whole last season is about set up across like two days of Robin and Barney getting married and about their whole character growth. And then the finale completely chuffs that like that is what essentially is happening, which is why people hated the finale so much. Cause you had a whole season of character growth for two side characters. So we have two of our different tropes that we've identified as bad TV series finales to play here with Dexter. You have, incompetence people behaving in ways that they don't really make any sense and i think in how much your mother it is the complete throwing away of the entire concept of the show and characters not behaving in a way that makes sense so is it incompetence worse than deliberate decisions that betray the fandom in my opinion i give it to very deliberate decisions that betray the fandom and not only that they knew the fandom would feel betrayed and still stuck to their guns. So that's why I'm giving it to him, him here. Chris, are you going to be very upset? Is this the destruction of your your, your bracket completely? No, that's fine. You just said him, him again, and, and all was forgiven. Okay, that's fine. Great. So we have a final two of True Blood, a two seed versus him, him, a one seed. Kevin, where are you? Him, 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 him. <laughs> it's it's starting to sound like some like um arcane red rum like, that's exactly yeah. what i'm getting yeah yeah uh, joelle where are you on this can you come back to me i need to think for an extra minute here carissa i have a question yeah in the himium finale does the mother talk yes she does but not a lot she talks in previous okay. episodes maybe that's what i'm remembering there was a whole episode yeah. about her like Three episodes earlier that was my favorite episode of that season. to give you some con- uh. to give you some context carissa 
the whole you're you're finally revealed the mother in the last season and you get cuts to her or flashbacks to her but she's <sighs> never really interacting with the core main characters she like, barely engages with them it's almost like they tack on a side character for the whole last season she could have been you, filmed separately she was fully filmed <laughs> separately like, they what, she they, green screened in <laughs> very green screened in and they make you try and connect with her but not in parallel with the actual characters who you followed for nine years yeah because i i watched the finale and i don't know if i i remember thinking it was weird because she doesn't talk or maybe she talks a little bit in that episode but not very much and you know how i feel about a woman who's not allowed to speak uh so i'm gonna move forward himium here joelle so the only thing i will say in defense of himium is that it did have billy zabka in the final season and he was in the finale so not not quite the lisa Loeb argument but (laughs) definitely a small small little bit of uh well at least they had zapka no i think um to your point carissa she i don't think she talks to a woman also when she does Mm. talk in the final episode again definitely doesn't pass the bechdel test exactly she has agency earlier in the season and we meet her her friend and her roommate and she talks to all the other women at some point but in that final episode i don't think she talks to anyone i think she only talks to ted well that's a thumbs down for me i think i think i'm i'm sticking with how my mother that's the og for me whereas true blood is a recent hatred because i didn't watch it originally (laughs) when it aired um, I did watch True Blood when it originally aired, and again, I think its its biggest seri- uh, sin was being boring and decidedly not sexy. How I Met Your Other is a real betrayal of everything that the show had been, and so for that reason, I give it a clean sweep for How I Met Your Mother. There you have it. Our pick for the worst TV series finale is How I Met Your Mother. Do you agree? Do you think that we should get lost somewhere in the Pacific Northwest? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment of this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Mastodon. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. If you really enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to like and rate the episode on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen on. I want to say thank you to my panel. I won't recast any of you when we reboot in a few years in a desperate IP cash grab. And thank you for listening. If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you get even more exclusive content and you get episodes a whole day early. We hope you have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. Just the worst. Worst.